there. It's Catherine and Donald from We Only Look Thin. Hi. Hey there. This is a different kind of special uh, after school special episode of We Only Look Thin. Yes. Uh, yada, yada, zany, zany, slide whistle. Um, <laughs> uh, given that uh, we actually were going to do a, a sort of a festive episode today. Yeah, about... we, we recorded a, a St. Patrick's Day themed episode, which we'll have to wait till it after St. Patrick's there Day. There were now, lucky yeah. charms. There were pots of gold. But uh, you'll still get to hear it eventually. Yeah, but uh, we decided to preempt this uh, the the luck episode with an episode about kind of what's going on in the world right now. If you're in the world right now, let us know. Uh, but we uh, we know that people are managing the coronavirus right now. Fun zany topic. No slide whistles. Um, so. In Wolt Place, W-O-L-T Place, our support group, uh, we do occasional Facebook Lives where I answer questions from uh, members of the group and offer some tips and advice. And so I did one this morning. It's uh, Sunday, March 15th. And we talked about the coronavirus. Yeah. And- so those of you who have been clamoring for episodes that don't include me, uh, you're <laughs> getting your wish this week. <laughs> no, it's, it's for the ladies. Uh, but uh, I did a Facebook Live. And we covered topics like how to maintain your schedule while working from home, how to incorporate movement, not beating yourself up when you're not doing the things you feel like you should be doing, um, dealing with anxiety and cabin fever that all of this new stuff is uh, presenting to us. Yeah. So Donald uh, is not featured heavily in this video. Is there anything you want to say? Uh, no, I think uh, I think you said it all in your Facebook Live. <laughs> I and, said uh, it all. I'm looking forward to it. Well, so. You, I think you'll find in our Facebook lives, I'm not like the zany, funny Catherine Weigel. I'm kind of the more serious. I think with Donald not being my foil, I uh, am more serious in Walt Place. So you're going to get the darker side of yeah, Catherine Yeah, and Weigel. this is this is uh, unedited. This is just sort of the, the raw Facebook Live uh, footage. So um, anyway. Yeah, so, um, so just remember, everybody, be kind to one another. Um, I feel like that was from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I think I'll just back off now and we can go to the Facebook Live. <laughs> so, uh, so enjoy... Uh, some heavy conversations, so maybe if you're with kids, um, maybe set them aside, put them in front of the TV, something like that. But uh, but enjoy. This is a Facebook Live. Here you go. Here you go. I wanted to say at first that none of this is normal. Every single adult in the world right now is in a situation where they're trying to figure out how to proceed. Um, we're so used to normal life that we forget in times of crisis that no one is normal right now. And we think that we're the imposters. We think that we're the ones who don't know how to cope when really all of us are in different stages and in different experiences. Um, I know I said the other day that, you know, despite our normal depression and anxiety and life stress, we now have this other dome of weird stress going on. And so I just want to take a moment to let everyone know that it's okay to not be okay right now. And sometimes when we have to pretend that we're okay, it makes it worse. We have to pretend everything's fine, everything's normal, and it's not normal. Um, I had mentioned the other day too that when um, 9-11 happened, um, the whole world was shaken. At the very same time, my grandmother fell and broke her hip. Uh, She lived in New Jersey, and we got a call saying, basically, you need to come home because your grandmother's dying. And so the world is going crazy, and my grandmother, who uh, I'm very close to, I thought she was on her last days. So we had to find... 
airline tickets to go back to Newark to then go to the hospital to be with my grandmother. And it was, you know, airports were down. Um, and we got a flight out. Uh, my dad was going to meet me in New Jersey. And, you know, so we had like a down day where the world was quiet. There were no planes flying. I mean, I mean, so many of you were there and know about it. And I don't want to create extra trauma. But I remember at the time, telling Donald, I wanted to find a new lamp. I wanted to find a lamp for our bedroom. And he thought I was crazy. Like he had no idea, like, why are you focusing on a lamp right now? That doesn't make any sense. And I just needed some tether of structure, some predictability, something that I could control in a world that was totally out of control. And it was something to keep me anchored in my reality and my sphere of control. And so many of us right now are managing uncertainty. And uh, my grandmother survived. She went on to live like another 10 years. Uh, so yay, happy ending. Um, but in that time, in 9-11, so many of us believed we would never smile again, that we would never find comedy, that we would never feel joy and whether you experience that or not, or any loss, any job loss, any uh, family loss, a divorce, the death of a loved one, a pet, those moments of transition feel so acute and so overwhelming that we can't imagine life going on. We can't imagine living in our space. We feel disconnected from our world, from others, and it feels like it's never going to end. And when we're in a position like that, it brings on anxiety because the world is full of uncertainty. And though we're not in a position um, of managing a war right now, we're dealing with this amorphous, um, you know, virus that's going on. And it feels immediate. It feels like, you know, like the blob is going to, um, you know, come through the window or something like it's chasing us and we can get so caught up in the fear that we forget to live in the moment um like i said the let's see i found a uh, thing anxiety happens when you feel like you have to figure it all out now anxiety is a feeling of worry nervousness or unease about a an imminent event or uncertain outcomes. And all of us are managing an uncertain outcome right now. And when we look forward into forever, into the abyss of, you know, the rest of time, it is too much to take. And we do not have to figure it all out right now. We do not have to have our work lives figured out, our travel plans figured out. None of that has to happen today. And I would ask each of you to stay present in today, in what you can control, in your surroundings. When we start thinking about forever, it gets overwhelming. So many of us in the group were teachers uh, or people who work in you know, the, the public sphere um, are managing a new environment where people are going to have to be working from home. People are going to have to... Uh, People will be remote uh, teaching, which might be new to so many people. And I know, Sarah, you had mentioned this, um, and we have other teachers in the group. We have um, homeschoolers in the group. 
we don't have to figure it all out today. We don't have to have a perfect plan for the people around us, for ourselves, for our health, and for our kids, if we have kids. Um, It's okay to be unsettled by all of this because it is unsettling. That's the way it is right now. Um, So I wanted to start, like, again, none of this is normal. Everything looks normal, like the birds are chirping outside, you know, rain is falling and nature is happening, but all of us in the world are managing something that's kind of unreal right now in different, you know, levels. Um, uh, Yes, Sarah, that was a shout out to you. Um, But disaster is finite, like, not that this is a disaster, but, you know, people rebuild, um, life goes on, we all can think of circumstances where things seemed like they were never going to change. Um, Being my age, you know, I didn't deal with World War II, but the people who lived through that, it left an indelible mark on them, and they moved on, and they created lives for themselves. And we're in a position where we have a little bit of a clean slate right now to kind of figure out what comes next for ourselves. Um, We can empathize with others, but all of us are going through the same thing, whether you're Taylor Swift or your bus driver or the person bagging groceries or, uh, you know, someone in your neighborhood. All of us are going through this at the same time. And so we're not actually equipped to help others as much. We can't put on other people's life vests because we're trying to figure this out for ourselves too. Um, I think the first step, and Anessa, you had talked about this, um, having to cancel your travel plans, and so many people are are canceling plans right now. It's okay to grieve this season. This is a season. This isn't the rest of our lives. This is a season. And having to cancel a travel plan that you have so much been looking forward to, that you have just held as a bright light in a dark time you can grieve that. It is okay to feel that loss. Um, I know when I turned 40, actually, uh, this was before I had started my weight loss journey. I had a plan to, uh, to travel with uh, a friend and it had to be canceled and, um, she was suffering an illness and it was so hard for me because I was really looking forward to this time that was all about me and being able to step away from parenthood and from stress and to just have a moment to myself. And when we lose that opportunity, when we don't get that time away, when our concert is canceled, when our trip is canceled, when our cruise is canceled, you know, our birthday celebration is canceled, it can feel so unfair. And it is okay to grieve that. It is normal to be able to grieve for a society that's trying to trying to figure out life and also grieve for ourselves for a small bit of joy that we were looking forward to that is now going to be displaced. Um, I think it is important and I'm kind of skipping around a little bit. I think it's important to own that grief, own that sadness, but then also realize that you can replace that with something else. Um, hold on a second. Yeah, I know. And 
we have people who have canceled uh, races that they were looking forward to. Nicole, I know that that is such a big part of your life, um, canceling um, half marathons when you have that as your anchor points and your things to look forward to. It's huge. And no one should diminish that. No one should be able to say, you know, oh, well, you know, don't feel bad about that because, you know, other big things are going on in the world. And to feel invalidated for your own needs and for your own structure can feel so unfair. Um, there's no finite amount of grief that can be had. There's no, okay, well, you know, my cousin is in the hospital because they broke their leg. So you have no right to feel sad that you can't run a marathon. Like it's all personal and it's okay to own that and to not feel like you have to quell your personal needs um, just because there's unrest and and kind of some unsettled things going on right now. Um, what I would ask if you can, because this is a time of uncertainty, um, Anessa, if you can come up with some alternative local getaway that you can do. I know, you know, kids are displaced right now. Um if you can still plan on doing something, maybe local instead of far away, get an Airbnb for a weekend with your friend um, in a you know beautiful mountain area or near a lake. Um, go away for two nights somewhere with your friend and just hunker down and drink coffee and sleep in late and look at a beautiful view. Having something that you can do instead of your big trip might still give you that thing to look forward to because it's huge. I know as a parent, as a special needs parent, um, as a parent myself, having those moments of things to look forward to can keep you breathing. Like it is so important to have that space for yourself and having this situation unfold and having it taken away from you is huge. And you deserve that time and that space and something to look forward to. Even if it doesn't look like what you had hoped it would look like, having that to hold on to is precious. And so don't feel bad about still needing that and don't feel bad about grieving the loss of your trip. I know um, I had one parent who was supposed to be going on a cruise this summer, and that's been canceled. Uh, my uh, dad was supposed to be going on a trip with his wife, and that's being canceled. Um, friend's 50th birthday celebration overseas, that's being canceled. So many of us are dealing with uh, loss over things that we were looking forward to conventions, comic book conventions, you know, travel connections, all of that is on hold right now. But I would love for you to look at it as a pause, not a, you know, not an erasure of all joy yet to come. We just need to hold our breaths a little bit and realize that this is a temporary season. And we can still have things to look forward to. It's just it's okay to grieve the loss of the joy that you expected right now. Um, so let's see. We've all survived other losses also, whether it's a national crisis, whether it's the death of a loved one, a job loss, all of that is unsettling. And it's okay, I know I keep saying that, it's okay to be uncertain about the coming week. 
the coming two weeks, kids working, you know, kids uh, being homeschooled, uh, being on your own and alone and isolated, uh, working from home. All of this is new territory and it's new territory for everyone. It's not just you. It's not like everybody in the world is like, oh, I totally have this figured out. We've had episodes like Winter is Coming that talk about the unknown future of some incident happening and needing to plan for that because uncertain times come, job loss, um, illness, uh, you know, natural disasters, these things happen. And knowing that they're going to happen and knowing like life is going to be disrupted and that's okay. And things will go back to normal, even though they don't feel like they ever will. Um, You have survived, you know, so many other situations and there's just such a global zeitgeist about all of this right now it's it's unsettling um so like i said literally everyone in the world is dealing this with us right now celebrities you know your bus driver people checking you out at the grocery store we're all impacted by this and all trying to navigate it and we're all in it together and it's okay to not have it figured out um gretchen rubin talks about and i know we talk about her a lot and in the group we talk about having a clean slate this is a clean slate for everyone and we can see it as an opportunity to end habits that weren't serving us but it can also be a point where good habits are being disrupted uh gretchen rubin talked about you know a structure of I drop my kid off at the bus stop and then I go to the gym. I, you know, go to work and on my lunch break, I walk with a colleague. I go to my Zumba class uh, every Sunday morning and now I can't do that. We have all of these things that we rely on for structure that can be displaced, but it can also mean that you're not driving past the drive through on your way home from work. It can mean that a stressful coworker Lindsay, I'm talking to you. Uh, a stressful coworker is no longer in your space and you have a new opportunity to remove yourself from a stressful situation. Um, Lindsay came up with that on her own, by the way. I'm not taking credit for that. But a new, you know, a clean slate can be a fresh start on breaking a bad habit, but it can also disrupt a good habit. And it's okay for that to not be normal. Um, I listened to a podcast the other day uh, that was talking to um, a guy who wrote a book about habits. It wasn't James Clear. It was somebody else. But he talked about how when he's at home, he always goes for a run in the morning. But then when he is uh, on a business trip, he doesn't do that. And he realized that instead of expecting the same level of workout from himself, that when he's in a hotel, he just doesn't expect that. And it's okay. And so many times we feel conflicted because we uh, we expect like, well, my normal habit is to get up and rebound in the morning. My normal habit is to go on a walk at lunch. My normal habit is to get a salad from the place across the street from where I work. And when all of that is turned upside down, suddenly we don't know how to function. And we go like, well, now what do we do? I don't have a structure for this. I don't have a plan for this. And it's okay to give it a little bit of time. Like we're all figuring this out together. Um, yeah. And there's also no f- tempting food at the cafe. Um, so what we do now is crucial. 
Like this is for anyone who is going to be working from home who isn't used to it, anyone who has kids at home who isn't used to it, anyone who is cloistered, anyone who can't go visit an elderly relative because of, um, you know, fear of of spreading. People who can't go to their public spaces, their gyms, uh, schools, have that interaction that we're used to. This is the time to start planning for what is next. And we don't have to figure it all out today. Again, anxiety comes from, well, what do I do next week and the week after that and the week after that? We cannot focus on a broad amount of time. What we can do is control today. Um, we can either dig a hole of regret. I know Donald's talked about that. You can like, if you're gaining weight, you can dig a hole and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to eat all of the cheesy poofs until all of this is over. Oh, I have low network connection. Hopefully this is still working. Um, let me just make sure. Okay, it's still on. So we can either dig a hole for ourselves and see this as a YOLO, like, all right, I'm going to, you know, break open all of the Girl Scout cookies. I'm going to get all of the snacks. I'm going to get it all out of the way because this is a time of chaos and panic. And what was I supposed to do? We can do that or we can start putting some little plans in place to help keep us uh, in a structure and not regret like in a month waking up and being like, oh my gosh, why did I put on another 10 pounds? That was now I'm now I'm in deeper than I was a month ago. Um, so this is a time to embrace the change and realize that we're all going through it. And it's a time to support one another too with ideas and to be vulnerable and to let people know that we need some extra support. Um, you know, in terms, Sarah asked about schedule and structuring and it being difficult to find structure at home. And so many of us struggle with structure on the weekends, structure when our whole family is around structure, when people are visiting. I know I struggle with that, but for anxiety to live, it has to live in the future. We're worrying about what's coming next. What we can do is act like um, a puppy or act like a baby and realize that babies and animals live now. They live for the current feeling. They live for sleep, for food, and for playing. And babies, you know, we... uh we build structure for our pets. We build structure for children. Um, society is designed by structure. We go into a workplace and they give us a structure. We go to school and they give us a structure. And as an obliger, I like that. I like someone else telling me what to do at what time because then I don't have to think about doing it myself. Sorry, I want to see if anybody had left a comment. Um. So we give structure to our pets. We take them out for walks at certain times. For babies, we we put them down for a nap at a certain time. For um, work, again, we have scheduled meetings on Thursdays at a certain time. And all of that structure gives us space to do our jobs because we're not thinking, what do I do next? How do I do it? I don't even know. Um, I would love everyone to focus not on a perfect week ahead, but to focus on like starting, how do you start your day out? I know it's said that, 
And look, I don't have all of the answers for this, but I know that um, I've heard things about when people lose their jobs or, you know, they get a divorce or whatever, that it is so critical to keep a structure in place, even if you're not going to work. And if you're working from home, and if you've got, you know, kids around or other people around, uh, I know Donald is going to be home and our daughter, I'm used to working from home, but I'm not used to working from home with a whole family around. So it is going to be new for me. So step one, realize that it's new territory. Step two, you don't have to figure it all out in one day. But I would say for anyone who's going to be working from home who's not used to it, keep that structure. What time do you get up? Even if you're banking on time for commuting or dropping the kids off somewhere, get up at a normal time. Do not live in your pajamas all day. Get a shower, put on clothes, put on some makeup. Do your normal routines as though life is going, you're just not getting in the car, but you're getting everything else done the same way. This might be an opportunity to get in a morning workout where you weren't before because you're not doing that commute. So this might be an opportunity to take those extra, that extra half hour and do a home workout video, do blog do fitness martial, do at home yoga with Adrian. It's awesome. Do walking with Leslie Sanson. We're also not in a position where, you know, I know with natural disaster, if we have an earthquake or, uh, it's a snow day or there are hurricanes or whatever. Those are coming down at us in our environment, but we can still go outside. Like this is, uh, you know, there's a contagion, but we can go out for a walk in our neighborhood. We can say hello to our neighbors. We can take a dog for a walk. We can walk to the little library. We can walk to 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee. We can still go outside. So use that time you would have taken for a commute and get outside, get in nature, do a morning workout, get your kids again up at a normal time. Um, Our daughter is going to be home for the next two weeks and her teachers are doing live Zoom meetings where she has to be on a call from 10 to 11 and then from 11 to 12. So the the school is putting in a structure there. This isn't a time to sit around in pajamas and eat Cap'n Crunch out of a box all day. This is a time to, like, and her teachers even said they expected her to dress in a manner befitting going to school. So, you know, no logo t-shirts, no hats, whatever, like, you're at a place of business. And whether that business is at home, whether it's in your kid's room, we're doing business Monday through Friday. And Monday through Friday dictates dictates a shower. It dictates scheduled eating. It dictates, you know, like getting the job done and not just sitting around all day. Um, Sarah had asked about putting in structure. And I think right now it is critical to think about structure in a very loose way. I do not do well with super structured 15-minute blocks. I'm much more like I have big things I need to get done and then I kind of fit in other things around it. So I know some people, um, I think Shalene Johnson did an episode on time management, which was really helpful. Um, But um, when we're working from home, 
And like for me, I work in our kitchen. Food is around all the time. I would say job one is to decide when you're going to eat. We're all here because of food. We're not here because of, you know, do we put our mouse pad on the left or the right? We're here because of food. We're here because of our relationship with fitness and with our emotional bandwidth. So as you're starting your week, for anyone who is looking at a new week, decide what time you're going to eat. Donald does that. He eats on a schedule like a baby. It is so critical to not just see working from home as an opportunity to back up into your cabinet and just stress eat all day. Um, I am going to be working really hard on this because I've been struggling recently. And stress eating is really easy when your pantry is two feet behind you. Put a schedule in for eating. Decide what you're going to eat before you come into the kitchen and decide to start grazing. I... um I know Donald, his schedule is different than mine, but he eats at two o'clock and then three o'clock and then four o'clock and then five o'clock and then six o'clock. Like literally he eats on the hour. Know yourself, budget calories, budget your time and close the kitchen at certain times because it's so easy to just grab a handful of nuts or, you know, stress eat candy, you know, oh, you know. I bought extra Easter candy early, so I might as well just have some, you only live once, I'm stressed out. We cannot, as a group, give in to all of those impulsive choices because we're going to find ourselves in a month regretting them. So I'm going to work on scheduling my eating, just like a baby, just like a dog. I'm going to work on scheduling my exercise. Our daughter is no longer going to be walking to school, so we're not going to get those additional 4,000 steps a day. We need to get in movement for her because she could sit around all day. For anyone who is used to working in an office place and having meetings to go to or walking to the car, build in each hour movement. We've got Fitbits. They go off uh, every hour if I haven't gotten 250 steps. Put those alarms in place. Set your Google timer for 30 minutes. Every 30 minutes, you get up and do uh, 10 squats. Every time you go to the restroom, do five push-ups on the um, on the bureau, you know, whatever you need to do. Get in that purposeful movement because if I sit all day, things are not good. Find reasons to walk to the mailbox. Find reasons to take trash out instead of putting the trash in your kitchen. Walk it out to the dumpster. Find creative ways to get in movement. Every hour is critical. We just did an episode called The uh, the Couch is Lava. Um, so get out of your chair. It's okay to get away from your chair. It's not okay to get away from your chair to go to the pantry, but it's okay to make unnecessary steps to the mailbox, to your car, to your trash can. Like get in steps every hour. Um, I, again, I don't build my day in really tight blocks of from 8 to 8.15, I'm going to check email. And from 8.15 to 8.30, I'm going to whatever. I just don't work like that. I'm sure there are people who do that. Um, If you have any ideas, if you're a very structured person and have things to share with the group, please do that. Because I think so many people are looking for resources. We do have people in the group like Katie, who uh, does homeschool. And she presented some resources for homeschooling with kids. So get creative. Ask people that you know in your community, hey, what are you doing? Hey, how are you coping with your mornings? Work with your colleagues to say, 
I really don't know what to do. Hey, you've got kids too. What are you guys doing? You don't have to figure it all out on Monday. You don't have to be the perfect teacher, the perfect employee working from home. It is disruptive. I am used to working at this desk, but I think I am going to today move my desk into our bedroom because I was really stressed out on Friday and I found myself just grazing and grabbing a snack. I need to get myself away from my kitchen. It's not practical to be in the bedroom. I'm going to have to move some things around. It's going to be ugly because, you know, I don't like having my monitor in my um in my bedroom, but too bad. Like I also don't like eating Doritos all day and not being able to fit into my pants. So I'm going to have to create that structure for myself and get away from the kitchen. Um, for anyone who has trouble structuring their own time, use resources to help you. Um, again, use your Fitbit watch to set a 30 minute timer. Use the Pomodoro app, uh, which is an app on, uh, your computer, I think you can go to pomodorotimer.com or something like that. And it can set timers for you of 30 minute intervals, 15 minute intervals with breaks. Be prepared to take breaks. Be prepared to not just sit at your desk all day. Um, I actually bought, I know this is ridiculous, I bought an actual sand timer. Like this is a 30 minute sand timer. I got it on uh, Amazon. I needed like Pomodoro wasn't working for me. So I have a 30 minute sand timer to help me budget my time. It's visual. Your needs can change from day to day. Some days you might seem really focused and energized and others you might be totally obsessed with looking at the news. So this 30 minute timer of uh, actual sand timer can be used as a break from eating. It can be for focusing on your work. It can be from not looking at the internet. Like it, it, I know, pow, it's a very exciting timer, but it, it has really helped me. Ask a colleague if you are working from home and you're not used to it. Check in with one another. Skype with one another. Have a planned phone call at 1030 in the morning. All of us are displaced right now. All of us are trying to figure this out. So putting some structure in place, hey, you know what? Let's talk Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m., for five minutes. Let's just touch base. How are you managing this? What stresses are you finding? What tricks are you finding? It's okay to ask other parents for help too. Hey, I can't figure this out. What are you doing with your kids? Like it can't hurt to just tell people. Um, there might also be parents who, who uh, do not work uh, in uh, outside the home who might be able to help you like, hey, you know what? Can you take the kids for an hour while I get a conference call done? Everyone is experiencing this, and I think that our level of expectation of like, hey, you know what, I'm going to have a conference call, but the dog's going to be barking in the back, or hey, like, can we table this meeting till next week uh, because my uh, baby is crying at home? Like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for provisions um, if we have that flexibility. It's also okay as a parent to maybe right now give a little extra screen time. Like it's not optimal, but if you really need that time to focus on meal prep or being on a conference call and you need your kid to watch Frozen for the fifth time, like it's okay to do that right now. It doesn't have to be forever. It doesn't mean that you're a good parent or a bad parent. Sometimes we do need a little bit of digital assistance to keep our kids uh, engaged. Um, 
like I said, set a timer, use the Pandora app. Um, there's also the Tiny Decisions app, which we talked about recently, where um, you can actually, it's sort of like a little wheel of fortune where, that you can spin. If you're not sure what to do next, if you're feeling like you need some outer accountability, put 10 things on the spinning wheel. I need to work on my TPS report. I need to email to customers. I need to set up um, a, a plan for tomorrow uh, with a colleague. I need to set up, you know, the, the kids afternoon schedule, use the tiny decisions app, press the wheel, and it will make a decision for you of what to do next. That is a form of outer accountability. If you cannot come up with a schedule on your own, have a colleague come up with your schedule. Maybe have some outer accountability there. Ask a friend, hey, I'm working from home too. Let's both decide that from nine to 10, we're going to work. And then let's talk. Let's like Skype and have coffee over the phone at 10 a.m. Like it can't hurt, maybe not every day, but put some things in place so that you're having some contact with the outside world. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah just mentioned uh, Disney Plus is releasing Frozen 2 early, which I think is really nice. So many people are being so kind right now. I know Katie mentioned um, that uh, a couple of opera houses are releasing some of their performances online. I just heard, I'm, I don't really listen to them, but the Dropkick Murphys um, are doing a St. Patrick's Day performance instead of doing it live uh, in concert. They're broadcasting it over the internet so that everybody can watch them play like how amazing is that like how resourceful is that to be able to reach out to your community in a time where people are cloistered to be able to reach out over the internet to actually connect with people like how awesome is that like I just it just filled me with so much hope like let's focus on those creative ways to bring joy to one another um like I said, ask a colleague to make a schedule for you. I'm sure there are websites out there that will help you like plan your day. Like there's an app for everything. Um, yeah, Sarah just said that Zoom is making their stuff available for free for vi video conferencing with students. That is so amazing. Um, there are so many ways we can connect. Let's use the internet and all of this for good and for connecting positively. Start text chains with colleagues or friends to just check in with one another. We can feel like we have to hide, like we shouldn't see anyone or talk to anyone. Everyone's got their own thing, but we're all stressed out um, in di varying degrees. Um, like I said, move every hour, set an alarm, set an alarm on your phone, get up, get away from your desk. I went to a botanical garden yesterday uh, with Donald and our dear friend, and it was just so good to just check out some tulips and check out some roses and check out like a bird, like get away from the internet a little bit. Um, I know, let's see, I have so many different resources open. I know uh, a few people talked about managing anxiety. Uh, Mary had actually posted this and I saw it too, but Gretchen Rubin posted uh, 10 things that you can do um, to stay calm during a time of coronavirus. Um, so number one is take care of your body. That is so critical. If we're not in it for ourselves, we can't be in it for anyone else. If we're sick with indigestion and bloat and you know, gastrointestinal uh, discomfort because we've overeaten, like we're just compounding how bad this can be. Get out there and move and eat well. 
Uh, figure out how to keep active and moving, uh, even in a small space, like I said, uh, I'm pretty much Gretchen Rubin, um, get in that movement, get in, you know, a five minute uh, blog Lottie's, uh video or yoga or fitness marshal. Um, be aware of information overload. This is huge. You can go down a rabbit hole of conspiracy. I am not going down that rabbit hole. Um, I had a situation with a couple of people recently where they were just almost begging me to panic. And I will not do that. Like, this is not the time. I'm going to control what's in my space. We have the ha- the uh, what I can control today circle uh, that we use in Walt Place. Focus on what you can control. Focus on now. Don't focus on six months from now. Focus on today. I can control the food I eat, what I watch on television, who I tell I love, how much movement I get in, how much water I drink, how I educate myself. All of that is in my control. I cannot control the CDC. I cannot control my employer. I can control my reactions to things. Um, Let's see, what else do I have? Oh yeah, more Gretchen Rubin stuff. Um, Prepare wisely. Action is the antidote to anxiety. We've talked about that too. When we feel like we're, we don't have any control over a situation, we start to panic. And once we realize there are things that we can do, we can control our space. We can, you know, categorize the foods that we have in place, the fitness opportunities that we have, the books that our kids can read. Like we do have control over our immediate environment. Tidy up. Clearing up your space might be um, a way to help you feel calmer. I think this is a time that, um, and Lindsay was talking about it too, where a lot of us are going to be at home alone when we're when we live alone and we're home alone for now a couple of weeks how do we keep from getting cabin fever and this is a great time to do all the things we say that we're going to do if we only had the time i know perez hilton i think started um i think he's a he does like gossip columns and stuff like that um he started his business because he broke his leg and he wanted something to do and he was stuck at home. So he started his gossip column all from being, I think it's gossip, just because he couldn't get out of bed. So many of us, I know if you're watching this right now, you've said to yourself, if only I was stuck at home. Oh, if only I had a snow day. If only I had the time. There are so many things that we haven't invested in ourselves because of our busy lives. This might be the chance to actually do that. This might be the chance to clean something out, to get rid of some things, to go through and archive photos, to organize old papers. Um, It's also a time to use the internet to invest in ourselves. We can take that online class. We can learn Italian. We can learn about ancient, you know, Mesopotamia. All the things that we say we want to do when we have time, when we retire, this might be the very time to invoke a power hour at home of education, of your kids having a quiet time. You know what? For the next hour, everybody's home. Nobody makes a peep. We're not talking to each other. We're just going to read or we're going to keep ourselves busy in some way. If this is an opportunity for you to take a skill advancement class, an online class in art, in design, in you know improving your job skills, do it now. Set a time at five o'clock every day. I'm going to study for a half hour. At noon every day, I'm going to practice Duolingo for 30 minutes. 
Whatever it is, start investing in yourself because this is the time to do it. This is the time to invest in that passion. Um, Gretchen Rubin says, uh, look for ways to help others to make sure they're prepared. Uh, They let them know that you're looking out for them. If you have neighbors who might not be as outwardly mobile who can't get to the grocery store you might have an extra roll of toilet paper we actually our daughter went over to a friend's house yesterday and as an offering we brought them a roll of toilet paper Uh, felt like a nice way to give back to someone who's going to watch our kid for a little while Um, so look for those ways to you know reach out we when we feel alone it can feel lonely Uh, that's a big duh Um, but when we reach out to someone else and say, hey, you know what? I'm headed out to the grocery store. Hey, you know what? We made a bunch of banana muffins. Uh, would you like a couple of them? Like just this is a place of kindness. I remember that for 9-11. Suddenly everyone was much kinder to one another. Our neighbors started talking to one another. People said hello to one another. Um, this is a time to get folksy. This is a time to get like, you know, everyone's disrupted. Let's reach out a little bit more. Let's, you know talk about real things and be kind to one another. Um, Gretchen Rubin says, make good use of the opportunity. Again, it's a clean slate. We can either give in and dive into a bucket of cheese curls, or we can use it as an opportunity to say, you know what? I'm done with fast food for a month. I'm done with grazing after 8 p.m., which has been a huge issue for me. Uh, she also says catch up on books, podcasts, movies, or TV shows. There are so many great TV shows out right now. Rebound, walk in place while you're watching TV. Um, continue or create comforting rituals. This is a very big one, too. Um, a few years ago, I read a book on Huga, H-U-G-G-A, I think it is. No, H-I, I don't know. I don't spell Danish. I just speak it a little bit, but there's uh, a practice of getting cozy and getting, you know, uh, comfortable being at home. The winters in Denmark uh, are very dark and cold and long, and it is a time in that culture where people kind of bundle up and get cozy, light some candles, get some cozy blankets out, um, have rituals, have, you know, your evening tea time, have you know, you play Uno with people, you play Uno online with a friend, like do words with friends, use an, a shared app where you can send, um, um, like I said, where you can do Scrabble together. There are ways to connect where we don't need to see people. Introverts are obviously rocking this right now as one. I am like, hey, I'm totally cool being at home. But let's reach out to people because not everyone we know are introverts. Um, those extroverts need some love too. So don't leave that behind. Um And reach out with love. That is so big. Send a text message to someone you care about. Um, Send a note. This is a time for, like, if there are strained relationships, this is a time where you might be able to reach out to someone and say, hey, you know what? I know we haven't talked in a while, but I hope you know that I care about you. Uh, When 9-11 happened, there was a friend that I had kind of had a falling out with, and uh, we were able to reconnect kind of as 9-11 as a clean slate of, like, hey, I know this sucks, but I really care about you. Like, let's move forward. And it was awful, but it was an opportunity to let go of some old hurt. 
Um, Renee just mentioned the Calm app. Uh, I am using the Calm app right now for meditation. I use uh, a podcast called Nothing Much Happens to help me fall asleep. Lindsay turned me on to that and it's been everything. Um, starting a morning yoga practice for me with Yoga with Adrian at five minutes was a total gateway way to get me back into yoga. 40 minutes is too much. Five minutes is just right. I think I'm ready to level up a little bit there. Um, um, oh, and Ashley spelled it correctly. It's Huga. Um, but there are so many ways to embrace this time as a an opportunity for introspection and for kindness and for new habits and for some some grace with yourself. I know someone else in the group talked about knowing that they should have habits in place and they're not following them. Believe me, I am with you. Um, I am up on the scale. Um, we were, we were going to do an episode on me being up on the scale right now. Um, and I'd made an analogy last week about kind of having a party with 150 people and five people leave early because they think the party is dumb. And then you only have 40, 145 people at the party. And then you want all of them to go home because if you can't have all 150 there, why even bother having a party? Uh, let's imagine that the people are actually pounds. Um, we can get caught up in the weight we've regained and then have a pity party about it, or we can use it as a time to just say, okay, I'm going to celebrate what I do have instead of what I don't have. Um, going back, Anessa just said that the uh, Calm app and Headspace uh, are great ways to meditate. Meditating is huge. I know someone else in the group has just started a practice of doing that. Um I am starting to get into it. It doesn't feel natural. And I think Gretchen Rubin also talked about how she doesn't like meditating. She tried and it just didn't work for her. Having an app to guide you as an obliger is a great tool. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. So I'm just going to let someone else tell me how to kind of go through my thoughts. None of us, none of us have been through this before. All of this is new, working from home, having kids at home any new situation. We don't have to have it all figured out today. And um, I think there is a, a kind of peace that comes from that, a kind of um, knowing that we don't have to have it figured all ha have it figured out, telling our kids, you know what, this is new for me. I'm trying to figure this out too. Let's get through it together. I actually have our daughter hold me accountable at times, which I need to start doing again, where I say like, hey, I do not want to eat after 8 p.m. Hold me accountable. If uh, if I eat after 8, then I need to play Pokemon Go with you for an hour, which I don't want to do. So have like some outer accountability with those around you, with friends. Um, let's see, what else do I have? Again, with cabin fever, being in a position where you educate yourself remotely by a language program, um, find tools maybe in uh, a community outreach program where they have online courses for a certain skill set that you're interested in. Do something fun. You know what? I've always wanted to take piano lessons. Maybe I can do that online. Like use the internet to our advantage right now. Um, let's see. I had a couple of other resources open that I wanted to make sure I answered all the questions. Um, staying sane. Again, someone else asked that. Just again, living in the moment, focusing on the things that we can control, focusing on what's right in front of us. Don't worry about forever. I think it's crucial. Um, 
again, cabin fever, making sure you get out, get some structure in place, get um, some timed like anchor points in place. I know that I'm going to eat at 9 a.m. At noon, I'm going to have a snack at 2.30. I'm going to take a nap at 3 o'clock. I'm going to have forced quiet time with the family at 5 o'clock. Like just start building some big structure pieces and then fill in those little blanks. I don't fill every second of my day. I know that there are people out there who have like 15-minute increments of time laid out. I'm just not like that. I wish I was. Um, There's a podcast called Before Breakfast that I started listening to that it's a short podcast, but each episode kind of has little tips of how to be more productive and more focused. Um, So that has really helped me. Um, Let's see. Again, not beating yourself up when you're not doing it all right. I'm in that right now. Um, I have put on a little bit of weight. I have not put on 150 pounds. I've put on about 10 pounds, but it's not visiting pounds now. It's not like an occasional fun YOLO weight. It's like the scale is up and it is staying up. And so I'm going to look at my canaries, those core habits that I know serve me or tear me down, Um, getting takeout, eating day candy. Um, eating after 8 p.m. Those are my core, like if I do it, I know I'm going to be up on the scale again. I need to pull back and really focus on the successes that I've had and not use it as an opportunity to YOLO all of this. Um, We all have those rumspringa times, those times when we just say, screw it, I know what I'm supposed to do, and I'm not going to do it, and I want to have a pity party, and I feel bad. We all go through that. I am not going to say that I don't experience that myself, because I do. But once you make all of those non-scale victories, all of those reminders of the way your life is better when you are in control, when you don't have acid reflux, when you don't you know, feel self-conscious about fitting into an airplane seat when you can get yourself up off the floor um, because you've been strength training. Now is the time to embrace all of those non-scale victories, all of those little ways that you practice self-care that boost your morale and boost your ability to deal with outside crises. It is so easy to avoid responsibility when there is a crisis, when someone else, you know, like, oh, my cousin's mailman, you know, their dog just died, so I'm going to eat all day about it. We've all had those moments where we let outside circumstances rule our choices, and it's a loophole. And I'm not saying that I wasn't super stressed on Friday. Um, something happened and we had a thing with our daughter and like suddenly I was like, I just want food because I don't want to think about the world. And I know that doesn't serve me. And I know the scale tells me the results of that choice. And it's not the direction I want to go in. Um, hold on. I'm trying to see if anyone else had made any comments. Um, yeah, ask your kid to to call you out when you're overeating. Um, I literally ate like pizza scraps from our daughter's plate, like pizza hut, pizza scraps on Friday night. And I like was not apologetic about it, but having family members be like, you do not eat off my plate. You do not eat my little snacky snacks. You don't 
eat after 8 p.m., like being called out on it, it's that silence that breeds acceptability. It's that like, hey, I know I told you I'm not going to be eating chips standing in the kitchen at eight o'clock at night, but I'm going to do it anyway. Call yourself out on it. Call yourself out on those secret eating triggers. Call yourself out. Call other people out. Make it acceptable to not live in silence and shame because it is so easy to do that. Um, I'm trying to see if anyone else has any other comments. Sorry, the comments come up as like, sorry, I know this is very exciting. They come up occasionally. Sometimes it just comes up as like a few. Hold on a minute. Let me see if I can see these. Uh, someone posted a baby Yoda gif. That is always acceptable. Uh, baby Yoda is always the right answer. Uh, let me just go through these. Someone said this is great advice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, we really are all in this together. Like, I I know I say that and it may sound hokey, but this is such an opportunity for everyone to pull together, to recognize one another's vulnerabilities, to bring back some humanity, because I know I spend so much time trying to act like I know everything. I've talked about that before, too, where like I want to seem well-informed. I want to seem like I have the podcast together. I want to seem like I have every single answer to every single question. I don't. And it's scary to not have all the answers. It can feel very vulnerable to those of us out there who have had to work for our place in this world, who have had to, you know, grow up quickly, who have had to be independent, who have relied on our families for support. If we're on our own right now and we feel isolated, this is the time to reach out to trusted people and say, hey, I'm really struggling right now. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to deal with this. I am stress eating, like I'm secret eating bugles, whatever. Like this is the time to be vulnerable and real with people. This is a defining moment. This is one of those, I think that movie uh, Inside Out from Disney talked about core memories and core moments that shape our lives. And this is one of them. It might be a blip. It might be over in a few days. But right now it feels very real to a lot of people. And it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to not have all the answers. But what's not okay is to eat and drink ourselves into oblivion until it passes, to put our heads in the sand with our habits, with our choices. We can be derailed by lack of structure, or we can put some structure in place. We can ask people to hold us accountable. We can ask colleagues to check in on us. We can ask our friends, what are you doing with your kids right now? I'm working from home and I can't figure it out. Like, be vulnerable. Don't be a victim. Don't be a victim to this time of uncertainty. Go outside, smell a flower, look at the fresh air, read things that are empowering. Do not feed the darkness. Do not feed negativity and worry. We can still experience a situation without panicking. And I know that it's easier for some than others, so I don't want to diminish anyone's um, anxiety because that is real. But I want to feed hope and I want to 
set an example for all of you and for myself too, that I can get through this. Uh, and then I can't remember, it wasn't last night, the night before I had to like cheerlead myself into making a salad. Like I actually was in the kitchen and I was like, I don't want to make anything. And I was like, making salads is great. I'm going to make a salad. It's going to be crunchy and delicious. I felt foolish saying it, but I had to like fake it until I made the salad. Um, hold on. I'm just going to look, uh, at a couple more, a couple more posts. Um, anyway, I think that's it. Yeah. Look for like free resources in your community, museums, botanical gardens, um, online free courses. There's so much out there in the world. Let's take advantage of it. Let's join together and share ideas with other people. We can share joke memes about, coronavirus, or we can share uplifting messages and thoughts. Um, I think I'm going to, let me just go through. I have a couple of quotes to share. Hold on. Uh, I found one thing that said, remember, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to start again. It's okay to say no. It's okay to rest. It's okay to let it go. And it's okay to not be okay. Please remember that when we fake being okay, that's when things start falling apart. Be authentic. Um, again, find resources online for anything that you're struggling with. Someone else is struggling with it too, and they might have answers. Um, this is a season. It is not forever. So don't worry about figuring it out forever. Don't worry about being perfect this week, but also don't be a victim. Uh, hold on. I found a really great quote about architecture. And all of this is about the architecture of our lives, the, you know, building a strong foundation for success, not being a victim to the elements and actually creating structure for ourselves. Um, that quote is, and I quote, a truly great structure, one that is meant to stand the test of time, never disregards its environment. A serious architect takes that into account. He knows that if he wants presence, he must consult with nature. Right now, we all have to consult with nature. We have to live realistically in the space that we have. In these uncertain times, what is certain? I am certain that I have a safe home and a refrigerator and people that care about me. I am certain that I have electricity and I have books and I have all of these real things in my space that can create structure for me. Tools online, an amazing community like this to reach out to and to be real with, to admit disappointment and to grieve the loss of the structure that we have, to grieve the loss of what we were looking forward to, to make space for that in all of this, because to deny it and say it's not a big deal, or to have someone diminish it and say, oh yeah, you're upset. Well, I'm upset. This isn't a time to compare sadness. This is a time to say, I get it. I get it. It's so disappointing, but we can get through this. Let's go for a walk. Let's have some tea. Let's, you know, have a video chat online invest in yourself, take this time as a clean slate to let go of expectation and disappointment of what we've lost and to create and carve out a little bit of truth for ourselves. Um, I so believe that we can do this. We've done it before. We've had setbacks. We've 
been shaped by our disappointments and our experiences, this is a time to embrace uncertainty and to say, okay, I'm going to live with this right now. I'm not going to figure it all out today. Uh, let me just see if there was any other comments. Um, Yeah, like share resources with your friends, share printables, share timelines, look at homeschooling things, look at home workouts, like Google anything. Like, I don't even know if you need, you know, we only look thin, just Google whatever question you have. And I'm sure someone else there has an answer. Come up with a loose structure for yourself. Forgive yourself if you slip up. I'm sure everyone right now is trying to cope with all of this. And the more grace we can show one another, the better. But also, let's hold one another accountable. Reach out to someone who's being quiet. Hey, I haven't heard from you. What's going on? Hey, I heard your pet was sick. What's going on? Hey, you haven't shown up to class in a while. Like, let's take this as an opportunity to expand virtually instead of um, just reaching into a bag of ho-hos for snacks. Um, I think I had joked, uh, I was at the hospital last week, we had a family emergency and I went to the vending machine and I was like, this is time for a Snickers bar. Like, all right, like sickness equals Snickers. You know, that darn vending machine didn't have any Snickers. They had like healthy snacks, which was really annoying because I wanted to invoke the loophole of the Snicker at the hospital. Uh, so I didn't get to fulfill that wish, which was kind of annoying. Um, anyway, I think, let me just make sure I've actually answered all the questions. Um, um, Instead of focusing on what you can't do, focus on what you creatively can do. Find the um, the silver lining in the change. What does it mean? You don't have to be stuck in traffic. You don't have to see your colleague. Um, you don't have to get in the carpool line at school. Embrace this change. It's different. It's new. It's not a sick day. Everybody's well. Everybody has the energy. Let's be productive and Take the time to be curious about how we can make the best of this. Um, we are empowered and we are so much stronger together and so much stronger in our honesty. And um, I totally believe in each of you. Um, I have been struggling myself. And the more I talk about it, the more I journal about it, the more I get really honest, like, Sugar in the daytime is not my friend, and it's never going to be my friend. And if I keep following sugar in the daytime, like that sugar is going to be my downfall. And uh, then, like, I won't have anything to say because I'll just be face down in a pile of sugar and not being an inspiration. So, um, if anyone else has any questions, let me know. But I think I'm going to end it there. Um, Yeah, you know, Sarah just said, be careful about looking on the internet and seeing other people in perfection. It's such a polished view of the world. I'm more talking about like how to work from home with a kid, like finding small ways and taking little nuggets that you that feel true and right to you given your situation. Of course, someone who has a nanny and a whatever, like will have a different experience. So don't don't go down that rabbit hole. But if you can safely investigate a problem that you have, like do that simple lunches, 
creative ways to semi-home make food, like how to get your kid to eat a vegetable, you know, minute to win it games, 60 second exercises. Like there are so many little tips and tricks that you can use. Part of the thing in Walt Place this year or this month was to keep it simple. Like, and very simply, uh, in our Occam's Razor episode, we talked about the simplest answer is usually the answer. None of this is complicated. Get your work done, eat your food, track your food, get in movement, tell people you love them. Like, keep it super simple. Don't go down rabbit holes. Don't look for perfection. Don't do comparison because we're all managing this in different ways. Um, So I think that my voice is starting to go. So I think I'm going to sign off for now. Um, But ask people for help. Be vulnerable. um, But let's not feed like the scary stuff. Let's focus on what's right in front of us, what we eat, how we move, how we talk to ourselves, how we talk to others. Let's not look at the long term right now. Um, So thank you so much for being here today. Um, This community means so much to me personally that you trust me with your struggles, with your successes, um, that you trust one another. Um, Let's continue to do that. Let's continue to empathize with one another, but let's hold each other accountable too. Don't let me slip. Don't slip into silence. Um, Push yourself to grow and learn from this time and show yourself grace, but don't show yourself grace by diving into a bucket of Cheetos. Um, I'm going to move my desk into our bedroom. Uh, I'm going to come up with an eating schedule for myself. I'm going to come up with a movement plan for our daughter because she will just sit in front of her computer all day if we let her. So we've got some work to do. I don't have it all figured out right now, but let's share uh, best practices with one another. Let's share what we have found that works. Um, And let's let each other know when we are struggling. Don't hide right now. Um, I think that is... I think that is it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Love to you all. Let's keep in contact. Um, Let's reach out and let's thrive in this. Let's use this clean slate to find that little gem, that little, like they say, you know, um, a piece of coal when it's put under pressure turns into a diamond. Um, Let's even just try for cubic zirconia. Like we don't have to be a diamond right now, but let's like use this pressure to thrive and to inspire one another and to inspire those around us to live up to what uh, we know our potentials are. I know each of you have it in you to push and to um, be kind and gentle and forceful also. Uh, So get it done like Chopin. Uh, Love all of you guys. And uh, I guess I will see you online. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.